Hi, everyone, and welcome to this all-new episode of the All-New 52 Podcast. I am Joe. We got Caleb on this other screen, and we got a bunch <laughs> of other people here this week. Yeah. These are these are our friends from the Committed Critics Podcast. Oh. We just guested it on one of their episodes talking about uh, the image comic Radiant Black. Do y'all want to introduce yourselves? Go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, I... Okay, I can go first. Yes, my name is Kevin Lau. Uh, I am one of the hosts of Committed Critics, and I am a freelance writer and filmmaker. I'm Ryan Davis. I'm also one of the hosts on Committed Critics. <laughs> I am Zachary Wright. I'm also the last host of Committed Critics, and uh, hi, I'm an editor. I'm a video editor. Woo! Ooh, yeah, the editors, the editors <laughs> show up. Uh, yeah, right. So, this week, we got something that Kayla's been wanting to bring to the table for a while, and we had everybody else talk about it, too. We got Spider-Man Life Story by Chip D- Zdarsky, that's a hard name to say, and the Bagman, Mark Bagley, Ooh, returning Bagman. once again. Our favorite. I love me some Mark Bagley. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't want to tip my hand too much, but the Bagman delivers. <laughs> <laughs> he, he really does. The Bagman promises, and he the Bagman delivers. delivers. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> this is... I mean, like, and you guys have covered Ultimate Spider-Man on your show before, so, and I know, mm-hmm. but that's how I know Mark Bagley as well, is just through Ultimate Spider-Man, so seeing him come back for something like Spider-Man Life Story was really cool. Oh, yeah, and we'll get, we'll get in all into the Bagman's art glory, but we got a synopsis that we like to do, and Caleb, would you like to give it? Absolutely. So, Spider-Man Life Story is the life story of Spider-Man. It's told in six issues, and each of those issues tackles a different decade for our hero. So, it starts off in the 60s and then travels through to the 2010s. And as the book progresses, the character ages, and the events that would have happened in our world in the story happened there. So, 60s is mainly about the Vietnam War and whether or not Spider-Man wants to uh, feels like he needs to go into that uh while also there's green goblin and from then on we get you know uh gwen stacy is revealed to be a clone we get venom we get the clone saga we get civil war we get everyone's favorite story spider totem um (laughs) and it ends with an old peter parker uh teaming up with miles and going off into space to save the world um kind of the through line of this story is a conflict between captain america and iron man um that starts off in vietnam and then is carried through till uh, in the Civil War story, that kind of leads to Doctor Doom taking over. And so Miles and Peter have to go into space to plant this uh, virus that will stop Doctor Doom's takeover of the world. And uh-oh, it's Superior Spider-Man. Doc Ock has taken over Miles Morales, which throws a wrench in their plans. Yeah. And then we had one annual to end it all, which followed uh, J.J. Jameson, who had been... <laughs> <and> that was, <laughs> it, it was it was pretty wild. I uh, I, I was reading it. And I was like, I'm not really interested in Jonah in this story. But then I finished it. I was like, I am interested. Like, oh, yeah. That was that I was like, something. What, what are they doing here? And I'm like, oh, I see what they're doing. Yeah. Here. Oh yeah, I love that annual. Olzadarsky pulling <laughs> at your heartstrings, uh, and that follows his his life throughout the uh, the 50 years that this encompasses, and. It, it it makes you think. It really it, it really, really does, makes yeah. you think, don't it? Mm-hmm. He gets he gets sent to prison for all the spider killer stuff where he hires Scorpion to go after Spider-Man and 
while he is in prison, he comes to terms with why he has such a vendetta against Spider-Man. And so when he gets out, he uses this armor that Green Goblin had made for him with the expectation that he would use it to go kill Spider-Man to finally stop Scorpion. And in the battle, uh, tragically passes. But it becomes a story just as much as Spider-Man's a story about responsibility. It's the responsibility for Jonah owning up to his actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, like... You know, I, I absolutely loved it. I was it's a very nice surprise. So it didn't when it when it was announced that there was gonna be an annual and it's like oh and it's like I at first I thought it was gonna be like set in like twenty twenty nine or something like that. Um but then it's like no, there's a story following Jonah like throughout this whole thing and like how it wove into the main story, uh, especially with the end, I was very shocked, yeah. but very happy and very pleased. You know, and I it's like, yes, this is a worthy addition too. Uh, Spider-Man life story. Give me another annual <laughs> next year. I mean, especially since it came a year after the series proper ended, yeah. too. I think a little bit after, actually, because of, it got pushed because of COVID. Oh, so can, maybe. can I admit something to you guys real quick? Yeah, Absolutely. This is my Go first Spider-Man comic. <laughs> what a good one to start Just with. Tell me the whole life story of Spider-Man. <laughs> tell, tell you everything. everything. All the crazy <laughs> shit, like the clone saga. I'm like, I've heard about Ben Riley. Like, I understood it all. I'm like, man, this is wild. Oh man. Oh my <laughs> god. I was very. Yeah, I was a little worried for you, Zach. It was like it was because fine. I was as I was rereading it, I was like, man, like you kind of have to know a little bit about Spider-Man's history or else you're kind of lost because it kind of assumes you know a little bit. I remember reading a lot of the Wikipedia back when I was younger of Spider-Man's like fictional biography that Wikipedia, Mm -hmm. like the little tab on Wikipedia. So like, I remember it a lot. Wikipedia's your best friend. Yeah, it was great. So I was like, man, this is a lot. There was one storyline I forgot. I can't believe they didn't add to it. I can't remember which one it was. Um, Crap, which one? One more day. Yeah, one more day. Yeah, I'm like, why didn't they put one more day in there? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it's fine. <laughs> the, the, like, the clock turns back till it goes back to the 60s, like on issue three. Yeah, I was surprised. I'm like, man, they hit uh, every note besides one more day. I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah, no, it's just, um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, before I go into it, Ryan, what are your, what, what are your thoughts? What did you think of? Because I gifted this to you a while ago. Uh, when I, the first volume first came out. Um, yeah, and I just read it now. <laughs> wow, Ryan, what a friend. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I didn't get around to it. It's, I love Spider-Man, but I also don't read Marvel. <laughs> but uh, I... Fair. That's fair. I'm in that boat. I enjoyed it. I just like The last half of this was a slog for me, I'll be honest. It does take... It, it gets a little yeah. wordy towards yeah. the end. Yeah, it was, it was like... Toward, I was invested in the first half, and except for like the Civil War stuff in the last half, I was just like... Eh, I never really cared about Ben Riley, mm-hmm. uh, and they didn't do anything really with civil. I mean, not with Spider Verse, the Spider Totem, whatever you want, whichever one you want to call mm-hmm. it. But. Well, if you want to follow Spider Man, I think you have to care about Ben Riley right now. <laughs> yeah, which is why I'm dropping Spider Man because I don't <laughs> care about Ben Riley. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't read yeah. the Nick Spencer run yet. I actually I've only read a little, little bit of the Nick Spencer run. I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting, but then like. Then there are highs and lows. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of the Dan Slot run. So can I admit one more other confession to you, folks, real fast? Yeah. Uh, please, the all new Fifty Two is so a place I, of confession. You guys want to guess how I read this comic? Did you read it digitally? digitally? I read it digitally, yes, but on my phone, panel by panel. Uh, yeah, so did I. At work so did I. on my break, and then I really wanted to finish it. I didn't do that. I really wanted to finish it, so I laid in bed under the covers, pulled over my face, so like my girlfriend didn't see the light. <laughs> 
I just read it like shamefully <laughs> under my bed, scrolling panel. Hey man, like you gotta read it how you gotta read it. And so. I got it. I read done, a bunch of I'm comics like, that on my was phone. really good. I wish I could have had like the physical or like watch like read right on an iPad, so that way I had a little more screen room. Because going like, I'm definitely buying this yeah, now that I for read sure. it. Agreed. Well, I, I believe the deluxe edition is coming out in November, which has November, the, the main yeah. series and the annual. That's nice, cool. Yes. I do wish though that the annual was something different. I'll be honest. Really, <laughs> I wanted. I it to, liked it for I, what it is. Well, but yeah, I wanted I agree it to be you. like about his kids and Miles, kind of like how they have to react without yeah, Peter. Peter was like, except for like two panels of seeing like his kids. I was like, oh, his kids are just superheroes now, or his daughter's a superhero, and his son is I don't know, the man in the chair or something. Right. I don't know. But I was just kind of like, I, I wanted to see more of them. I'm going to push back because I, I think that I had the same reaction where it's like, oh, a whole comic just about J. Jonah. But then by the end of it, I'm like, oh, this actually answered some questions yeah. that I had mm-hmm. from the from the original run. Okay, fair. Yeah. And I mean, I kind of had a similar reaction. It's like, oh, it's a whole comic about Jonah. But then I, I've also read Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man, also by Chip Zdarsky. And he does a really great job with J. Jonah Jameson in that series as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just kind of like, I, so when I went in, I was like, oh, like Chip just really likes J. Jonah Jameson, but he also writes J, J writes him very well. So I'm like, I'm in, let's see what happens. And I ended up enjoying it. <laughs> so do we want to go into the art and talk about, uh, our favorite, uh, recurring artist on this podcast, the bag, the bag, man. The bag man. Yeah. Can we gush? <laughs> go ahead. Gush. Yeah, go let's gush. gush. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. We have, we have sung his praises enough in both of our ultimate Spider-Man episodes mm-hmm. and there will be more of those. So we'll sing our praises as it <laughs> continues, but oh my God, he delivered and completely changed his style mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. It was fun seeing the style yeah, change he- as the con went on. A little bit. Oh, yeah. Like, based off the eras. Yeah, there, which there's... Is, which is a really impressive yeah. feat, because this this was released monthly, right? So he's, like, having to adapt mm-hmm. as it's going on. Yeah, there's two different inkers it goes back and forth with um, in the main series. So, like, one person did all... One person inked the odd number issues, another person inked the even number wow. issues. Okay. And and then someone someone completely different inked the uh, the annual. I liked how the 1960s like Vietnam kind of felt like an old timey comic a little bit, and then yeah. by the end, definitely yeah. yeah. And then by the end in the future stuff, like it felt very futuristically, almost kind of like Spider Man 2099 a little bit, but it was it was cool. I liked it a lot. I mean, also like with panel layouts too, like how it adapts from like old style comic mm-hmm. book to like more modern style yeah. once you get to the final issue. Yeah, it's that adaptation over time. How even in the '60s, he could just done like a pet, like a pastiche mm-hmm. of what a '60s comic looks like. But he doesn't. He takes inspiration from that, makes it his own. And then how he's able to make Peter age yes. over the six issues, mm-hmm. where it feels very natural and it feels like the same character, mm-hmm. is really impressive. How old was oh, Peter yeah. in 1960? What was the was how old he supposed to be? I'm uh, assuming he was probably like he was 18 19. or something. He was 19. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, he was, yes, because he was 15 in 1962 when he got bit, so four years passed in 19. Got it, okay, okay cool. Yeah, he was old enough to get drafted. Right, yeah. Gosh, old man Parker by the end of this. <laughs> I did love the shot in the 1960s Vietnam stuff where it's just Cap out of the, coming out of the bush <laughs> with the camo on. I laughed so <laughs> hard at that panel. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was so hilarious looking in a good yeah, way. It was, awesome. it was like a grizzly cap coming yeah, in. Yeah, it's like so exaggerated. Yeah, it was 
in, in, in like in like a 60s comic book yeah impeccable and especially when we got to the battle world issue and we get to see that big splash yeah. page of all of the f- heroes fighting each other that was like just me fanboying out where it's like i guess he bagley draw all of them, all of them. <laughs> ryan what were you gonna say uh, i'd probably say my favorite Im- my favorite image from this comic is him- is venom <laughs> coming in oh yeah he just rips out the grave i was like oh like, okay so crazy last hunt. it was like him and j- j- him trying to rip apart craven i was like venom's always been one of my favorite characters in, in Spider-Man and I'm kind of sad of what they're doing with him in the movies, but... So that's the one question <laughs> I, I had. We don't need to talk about those movies. That was one question I had with the comic and the annual. So when uh, Jonah's son visits him and he's the astronaut, is it still implied that he brought the symbiote down to Earth or no? Peter brings it back with him. Oh, okay. Because oh, from Secret Wars. You're right, you're right. Yeah, they do right. Secret Wars in this. Yeah, they changed that up. Like, I like some of the changes they made. Mm-hmm. Like, Gwen Stacy's death is still because of the goblin, but not the same way. Well, I think like like she gets bombed. I think main continuity, <laughs> like the black suit, did come from Battle World. Um, yeah, it, it's it Secret did. War stuff. Yeah, yeah, like the, the when it coming in from like Jade from Jameson's spaceship. I think that's a that's a different gotcha. okay. thing entirely. Cool. It's like the uh, modern way of doing it in most of the other media. Yeah, <laughs> he gets werewolf powers from uh, in the comics from his trip to space. That's, that's cool. He, he turns into a human spider at some point. Unfortunately, we didn't really get that. Oh, uh, we didn't get man spider. We did not get oh, man no, spider. Until the next annual. Oh, <laughs> spider life not, until life, not until life story two. It's John Joma Jameson, oh the character everybody loves. <laughs> Do we get like maybe maybe Chip will make a fly man and we get his life story too in like a sequel? Oh my god. <laughs> But the Bagman. <laughs> the Bagman. Oh man, bag, <laughs> the Bagman delivereth. Uh, no, like like you guys were saying, like you know, I've like well, like I mentioned earlier, I recognized his art from Ultimate Spider-Man. Recognize his name. Um, I know he did the Scarlet Spider Ben Riley series a while ago. I did, I didn't follow that. I only have the first issue. Um, but his art has definitely evolved over time. It like he does a really good sense of like the the Marvel art style, but. Like it's kind of a house art style that Marvel has, like their own art philosophy of making things exaggerated and like and bold and having a lot of movement, but also like he still makes it his own, so that way we like we look at it as like yes, this is Mark Bagley, not just a Marvel thing. Right. Yeah, this is definitely his best uh, modern work that I've seen lately. He pops up from time to time, occasionally in the current uh, Amazing Spider-Man run, and uh it's still good but it's not anything outstanding like this i mean after so he's you definitely this is his time this is his time to flex after you illustrate most of ultimate spider-man and then you look at how much that sells you kind of i know don't have to do much after that <laughs> right he got paid five nickels for ultimate spider-man five nickels <laughs> only five <laughs> for, for as one opposed country. to the usual one <laughs> yeah. so do we want to go into positives more broadly yeah sure yeah, do we just want to like round robin each each person kind of goes uh one point and yeah. we'll just go until we got some, we're we're done. Yeah. Call it off. Okay, I'll start. Uh man, for for there being a lot of bad Spider-Man stories, like you hear about the Clone Saga and man, <laughs> you, you 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 see it happening and you're like, 
Oh boy, what's well, going to happen? And he makes all these stories very digestible and good. Yeah. He actually, <laughs> which like, is something I, is very hard to do. I told Zach because he was a little confused about the Ben Riley stuff, and I was like, and I was kind of, and I was kind of gushing a little bit with him. I was like, yeah, he basically fixed the Clone Saga. Yeah, he did. <laughs> to make it, it, it like well, understandable. Thing, did, it made it very. He did the thing they were gonna do. He just did the thing, the ending that they were gonna do, uh, but he didn't have to drag it out for three right. years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, like one point is like like how integrate each Spider-Man. Like you guys said, all even all the bad Spider-Man stories, they're all in there and they're still really good. And that was what mm-hmm. blew my mind. I mean, kind of the same way. Like I liked seeing the different Spider stories, kind of like how they would be affected by not only an older Peter but an older Marvel universe. Kind of like all that history carrying over instead of them just, you know, being the same age for like 40 years and like all this stuff happening in the span of what can only be assumed to be one year. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, like Captain Tony were friends, but also wanted to beat each other all in the span of like a couple months. Like, no, that this goes over 40 years and you see that relationship deteriorate and like how they go to war. Also, I have a new love for Gwen Stacy because I. I forgot how much I did not like Mary Jane. They <laughs> <laughs> also fixed Gwen Stacy in the main universe. Yeah. 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 I just I never liked I never liked Mary Jane as the main. I would rather Gwen Stacy. I thought Mary Jane was be great fighting words over here. <laughs> I'd rather Gwen, I'd rather Black Cat than Mary Jane. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay, wow. I, I can understand this that one. So I like Black Cat a hot lot. Hot take central right here. I like Black Cat a lot, but uh, Kevin, what's new? Well, I, I'll give you this. But guys, Betty Brant. No, yeah. <laughs> the way she was integrated was actually really cool. Like how relevant she was. Um, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, she's kind of like a throwaway character, but like she still comes back, and it's, it's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I really liked about this was I don't know I don't know if anyone else felt it, but like the very ending, like the last page when Peter Parker is talking about his dream. Yeah. I felt like that was such a great note to end it on was. for oh, yeah. this. I was collection. like, Oh my heart, yeah. <laughs> my boy. <laughs> yeah. Like I you could feel like the emotions, like, oh, I wanna cry. Like this is so good. I'm not gonna lie, I kinda forgot that Peter Parker gets old. And so, like, as he got older, I'm like, why is he getting older? I'm like, oh, yeah, he's still just a man. He's still going to age. <laughs> he's still right. a guy. Like, well, and I think that's that's my big positive from this. I have a couple others, but I like that this is able to do the thing that comics can never do. Spider-Man can never get old in the comics. They're always going to, that rubber band's always going to snap back to the regular status quo, mm-hmm. and he's always going to be somewhere in his 20s. But here we get to see that growth, and we get to see like the, the lessons he learned about responsibility grow with him, and I think it's really interesting. I agree, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like watching they yeah. had him juggle like his this, life like was kind of like, man, you kind of suck, Peter. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you can find that balance. Like he always, Peter always struggles to find that balance. And at the end of it, like at the end of his life, he does. But even so, is always struggling with that being Spider-Man and being Peter Parker, which is at the core of what Spider-Man is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What were you mm-hmm. saying, Ryan? I was like, I wish more comics did this. Like the closest I feel like we get is maybe like a like a issue with the superman or like batman beyond like you kind of like you don't really get to see the growth of a character getting older as it goes along unless they're meant to get older right. like it's rare it's rare you see this and well, that's why if you this. like this uh they got fantastic four life story coming soon oh. so oh that'll be interesting to is see. it also by chip 
No, believe- it's someone else. Oh, oh. Okay, I was about to say uh, I believe so, well, but I was about to spread some false information. May- Do you know who it is, Caleb? I will look that up real quick. Because now I'm a little concerned. Can we get Wolverine life story? I just want to see. Well, there's Old Man Logan, Logan, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's so different. It's different. It's different. (laughs) Yeah. It's Old Man Hawkeye. Same thing. That is not the same. Mm -hmm. I love Old Man Logan, but that is so different. (laughs) Um, Fantastic Four life story is written by Mark Russell and um, Sean Isaac. See? Isaac? Okay, I'm I'm not familiar with them. Couldn't tell you. Um, but yeah, there's there in like you said, Ryan. You'll occasionally get an issue here or there, um, but it will never work in main comics. Chris Claremont tried in the '80s and they didn't let him. Um, but it's cool when writers do get that opportunity. I mean, as a what if, it's it's nice. Like it doesn't have to be like an actual series, but if like like this, like if it's a special, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like I like that this is a what if that isn't just like so zany like some of the what ifs can get where it's like we got to change things up a lot no all you do is make it so like everything happens but he's just aging throughout right, it yeah. and it's mm-hmm. it's so it's it's a genius honestly like it's such a simple thing that is so well executed well, it, and it, well, I mean, it could have been so easy to botch too. it tells a complete mm-hmm. quote life story like no pun intended like it tells us the life of peter parker and who he was and what he always is which is really interesting and never really done ryan we at least we have invincible yeah, that's the clo- that's the closest I get to Spider-Man life stories. Invincible. <laughs> True. Um, another one of my positives, uh, as we kind of start going around the circle again, is that I like how this integrates uh, Vietnam yeah. in there, and mm-hmm. then how it turns that into a uh, alternate history comic because Vietnam goes for a little bit longer because their superheroes get involved and then and caps um, just saying no from I'm not there doing it. <laughs> i'm not giving up <laughs> yeah caps caps like playing the middleman just trying to protect civilians and then once that's over it goes into this conflict with the russians that tony's able to to end using superpowers but that gives him the power to enact civil war and so it's just a really interesting way of not only integrating these comic stories but also changing how the real world was right. affected by them mm-hmm. definitely i like how you got to see uh some of these characters that didn't have too much depth in mainline uh gwen stacy being one of them and even early norman just you they were able to give them so much depth and so little time and make you actually care about them like the uh the gwen fake out or it's not a fake out because it actually is her dying but you just you're learning the events as it's yeah. going on you you feel really bad for Peter because they actually had time to grow as a couple, and it it just hits that much harder. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In like three issues. <laughs> yeah. In, in, in no time at all. Really. Mm-hmm. It, so I guess my question the, is the pacing of this was so good. I'm being a comic book uh, noob, right? Um, so what was that doctor's mm-hmm. plan with the clones? Uh, he's in love with Gwen Stacy. He just wants That's one. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah. cool. Gross. He's, he yeah. wanted the real it's, one, it's, not the and clone then one. I think Norman wanted the clone of Spider-Man to be his heir. That's what yeah. I thought. Okay. That 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 matches like pretty good with what the original clone saga. Or the first cloning of Gwen Stacy that happened. Okay, got it. And see, it surprises me that you say like Norman or Gwen never had that much development. I don't know. I haven't read all of them because I always remember. Well, I, I remember growing up with like the tv series and everything and like 
I don't know. Norman and Gwen, I always felt like were fleshed out, but maybe I'm right. like, because I haven't we're, read anything. We're more like back in like the original comics that. Oh, yeah, the I'm original. Talking, I'm talking original. the, the, oh, the, yeah. the oh, OG they, 60s well, yeah. and the 70s. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that, yeah, they uh, they probably wouldn't have had much development. Mm-hmm. Gwen's, Gwen's character, at, from my understanding, was uh, I'm going to try to write Stan Lee's wife because that's what he wants me to do. Uh oh, I killed her. <laughs> Stan Lee's real mad. So now he's going to try to make me bring her back. I'm yeah. going to do this clone story because I really don't want to bring her back. Didn't no, like... she's definitely gotten a lot more uh, like good modern interpretations, and Norman stuck around, so he's had a lot of time to build as a character. But those that early stuff uh, that they're in the timeline of there's not too much there and that's what i that's what i'm appreciating just being able to okay. have the modern influences uh in the old times yeah yeah, yeah for sure if that made any sense i also i liked how peter's costume evolved yeah that was cool as the series went on like that yeah that was cool. the, the, the amount of costumes especially like in issue five when he was like when the the avengers like you know when iron man was going to take him down and capsize him he's like nope i'm going to sneak into my lab grab a suit the way the panel that just shows all the suits i was like oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) um he's got i mean like i don't have much negatives on this one because i feel like all of it worked really well like if i had to really pick a negative i feel like i think maybe like the colors could have been more vibrant yeah but that's about it. It seemed very muted in some instances. I agree with that, Kevin. I, like, it still works at the end. Right. There were a few people I didn't. Like, I thought Kingpin would have been in it. Or even, like, even Black Cat. Like, I, there was a lot of characters I think were missing. Yeah, I... I would I would have liked to see some of those, but also there, there's a point where it could just get too bloated. Mm-hmm. Right, that's yeah. fair. Black cat. And that's story. what I figured it was. <laughs> that's what's so cool about when he has his mind battle with Doc Ock, because he's able to put in some of those uh, people like Rhino and Electro mm-hmm. who you weren't able to see in the main story. But Spider-Man Life Story Annual Number Two, if it's Black Cat Life Story, I think that'd be pretty clever. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. Yeah. If they made, like, this kind of a... Uh, I don't... Like, I mean, they're probably not going to do another Spider-Verse comic, but, like, I would like kind of like... Well, they did Spider-Geddon. <laughs> oh, wait, what? There is an actual... Oh, Spider-Geddon yeah. was uh, Spider-Verse 2. Different writer. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Oops. Well, I mean, Rest everyone kind of forgot about it. I just... I would have liked to see... I, like, if they made, like, a... The, if they kept going with this, like, if they made... Kind of like it's not its own, it's his own canon, and then he just kept drawing it out, making a, a storyline from that canon, from the life story canon. I'd like to see that as well. So another ultimate universe. Yeah, basically, <laughs> the life story universe. Make that. Oh. Yeah, we don't we don't have to involve the expert in this one though. Please, <laughs> please. <laughs> don't, don't really complicated. <laughs> No, the X-Men are my favorite, Ryan. It's just <laughs> Ultimate X-Men hurt me. Oh, really? I, I started reading it. I, I've enjoyed it so far. Not too much, but like it's okay. Hey, more power to you. <laughs> I've only read the first two volumes. I can't find the third volume anywhere. So. I don't think there was much. There no, there was quite a bit. There was like there 10, 10 volumes. There's 10 oh, volumes. Wow. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I know all out of all the Ultimate titles, like Spider-Man was the only one that really survived. Uh, it kept X Men. X Men kept kicking for a little bit, even after uh, 
the See, like ultimate comic shift but this isn't about ultimate I have comics no idea what you're talking mm -hmm. about so totally okay that's yeah. fine <laughs> i mean so like my question for zach like would you recommend uh this to a new comic someone new to comic books yeah, my gut tells me yes but i feel like my head say like eh, there's probably a better first issue of spider-man or a different story of spider-man to go into you know yes i would say life story is a good first intro because it tells you everything it gets through all those like bad storylines so like um the clone war uh, the clone saga not clone wars clone saga um, <laughs> all of the spider-man like notable ones it hits all those notes and really does it in a nice confined way so yeah i think it's a good first comic to read if you want to or if you're curious about spider-man and what everything he had to go through is, and as peter parker and it hits all those notes venom spider-man um ben riley clone saga gwen mary jane even Miles Morales shows up at the end. So, yeah, I would say so, yes. Zach, how confused were you with Spider-Totem? Or did you just <laughs> take that in stride? Gonna be honest, I couldn't quite tell you what Spider-Totem was in the, in the thing. I just read it. I'm like, oh, okay, and just kind of moved on to the next thing. <laughs> Spider-Totem, I think, is the weakest thing going on here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I haven't read the original stuff either, so I'm just kind of confused. I knew that there was yeah. a vampire who wanted to suck out spider energy. I just kind of accepted that as like a Mobius was a kind of thing. I'm like, oh, is it Mobius? Spider totem? Whatever. And they no, killed him. it's not. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I like really call a spider totem and not spider verse. They got rid of him so it's, quick. It, it is the spider verse stuff. It's, yeah. it's so it's so much dumber. I'm honestly glad they snuffed it out as fast as Yeah, they, they snuffed did. it out pretty quick. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, he's dead. Cool, whatever. Yeah, like I didn't, also did not read the original Spider Totem run. I know about Morlun through mm -hmm. uh, a spin-off novel, actually, a tie-in novel. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man novel by Jim Butcher, who writes The Dresden Files. Still my favorite Spider-Man novel. Is Spider-Verse not good to people? No, Spider-Verse is it's, good. That's with Morlun and all of them. But, yeah, but, yeah, no, Morlun, so Spider-Verse builds off of Morlun. Um, so Morlun appears much earlier Back in like what, two thousand three? So this is so Spider Totem yes. and Spider Verse are two different things. Yes, Spider Verse builds off of Spider Totem much years later. Uh, okay. Yeah, but they're also very intertwined with each other. The whole the the conflict in Spider Verse is uh, the Spider inheritors. Totem. Yeah, yeah. The best the best thing the Spider Verse movie did was just cut out the inheritors. <laughs> All right. This is true. Yeah, I agree with that one. Even though I enjoyed Spider Verse, so Moreland's like Godspeed, just wanting to suck up all the speed force. Yes, got it. Cool. Mm -hmm. Except he yeah. wants he wants spider 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 speed. power people. Yeah. Spider speed. I spider like Spider Verse, despite <laughs> how convoluted it was. Don't worry about it. Just take it in stride. <laughs> there was a baby who saved the world. There was a baby and a girl and a dude. There's a man who shoots webs from his hands from things he built. So, all and he right. gets old now. Any other big negatives for any of y'all? I don't think any of us have had big right. negatives. Wait, did we switch to negatives already? I have no idea. <laughs> no I'm idea. just like, I don't have any negatives, so yeah, like, really I lot, just love so it. I think it's okay. Uh, I got, I got one kind of big one. I think Ryan, you talked about it earlier, where it kind of dragged at the end a little bit. Yeah, I just kind of did not care at the end. Yeah, I think they, <laughs> I think that is because they're adapting a, a le less good material, so there's mm -hmm. not as much to um, go off of. To to go off of, yeah, and it, it gets a little wordier at the end too. Mm -hmm. But I do like, I think it really brings it together with the final uh, great responsibility that Peter has in sacrificing himself. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I did. I actually did like the final issue of um, the, the Superior Spider-Man twist, and mm-hmm. you know, with and the twist of like Craven being Venom, and then to the point that he, to the point that like he's just bones inside, which is a reference to another what if story of like what if Peter Parker kept the symbiote mm-hmm. and yeah. it just ate him until he was nothing but bones inside. Wow. I I didn't like that. Uh, what was it? I it was like Otto being the lot, like Doctor Octopus being like the final villain per se i was like mm-hmm. eh, whatever i'm like who is the main spider-man villain it's always I'd back say... and forth between green goblin venom, yeah. venom and doc ock yeah. the comics yeah, it's doc ock right now <laughs> it's i think it's green goblin mm-hmm. but i like doc ock more i would agree venom is his venom has become his own thing that's what i felt yeah I'm on the I'm on the Green Goblin train, but also I hate what they're doing with modern Doc Ock and reverting him. So it was very strange to bring him back after yeah. all that came out with Superior Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, oh, and I'm a little disappointed. But the the, the, the band. Um, Superior twist in this, I was like, that is a great way to work Superior into the life story of it all. Yeah, it was. If that's what it felt like, it was like we're just gonna shove in Doc Ock back in, and I'm like, okay. It's like I don't know. I just didn't like that as much. That's fair. Buy life story. <laughs> Buy <Big> life story. <laughs> Caleb, you got anything else to add? Yeah, I, I'm really glad that we finally got to talk about Spider-Man life story. I, it lived up to what I was hoping it would be. Um, Zdarsky did a great job writing. Obviously, love the bag man. And um, I'm really glad that I could talk to it, not only with the biggest Spider-Man fan I know, Joe, but also with three cool dudes. Aww. So thank you, Committed Critics, for coming Thanks, on. Yeah. yeah, thanks for it letting nice us have y'all. This was a fun guest episode to have. Thanks for having us. I think a really good book to have a guest episode with, too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, hopefully we can do some more in the future. I'm really, Mm -hmm. I'm always down to talk more about Spider-Man and obviously Radiant Black, like we did last week on our show. (laughs) Yeah. Do you guys have anything y'all want to plug before we uh, wrap it up over here? Kevin, plug it. Yeah. All right. So Committed Critics, that is the show that Ryan, Zach, and I make, and uh, Caleb and Joe were just on it this past Wednesday to talk about Volume 1 of Radiant Black from Image Comics, uh, written by Kyle Higgins, illustrated by Marcelo Costa. Kyle Higgins, you might know him from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the first 50 issues, including Shattered Grid, and also New 52 Nightwing. Uh, So, Zach, real quick, if you want to go ahead and answer this question for me, would you recommend Radiant Black to be a comic book for completely new people? Uh, completely new people to indie comic scene, yeah, for sure. If you There are other, I'd say, better first issues for comic books, like in general, even on the DC and Marvel side, besides Radiant Black. Mm-hmm. But a good first indie comic would be Radiant Black, for sure. Gotcha. So well, you got Zach's seal of approval there. But yeah, Joe and Caleb on there. It's only 30 minutes, so just give it a nice listen. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Committed Crits, that's C-O-M-M-I-T-D-E-D-C-R-I-T-S. And we also have a Patreon linked in our description for our episodes. Give it a whirl. We, we, we had a great time on that episode, too. We did? Yeah, we all did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, thanks for joining us on this episode. Me and Caleb are going to have a little bit more we're going to have to do uh, after cool, for cool. our usual sign-off. But thanks okay. for joining us, guys. No problem. <laughs> Sounds Thank good. Thank you. Uh, thanks well that certainly was fun that was an episode and hopefully this doesn't sound too awful this is not our normal (laughs) filming setup if you can't tell um yeah i i had a great time but it's time for me to figure out what i'm going to be reading next week uh would you grab that napkin this is the this is the hint for the week um 
I don't know, man. It's a bunch of little marks. Well, I, I, I was trying to color it black. One side is black, one side is white. Oh. That doesn't help me still. I, it just, my, my, the, the, it's never do. <laughs> if I'm, let's be real. I was going to say Zaz because it's a bunch of tally mark looking things. But now I'm thinking, is it Two-Face? I am Two-Face. What a waste of a napkin. Oh, this is a process. <laughs> I have to go all the way around. Caleb, you said you wouldn't do another X-Men book in 20 issues, but I, that doesn't stop me. Oh, Domino! Yeah! Cool, you have read this. I have. I'm going to have to reread it. And you didn't like it. Nope. Um, I'm excited for this. Who wrote it? You might. Uh, is this Gail Simone? Yes. Cool. And Jesus was the color. <laughs> <laughs> Risen from the grave for Sorry, this. <laughs> Risen from the grave for this very comic book. Okay, I'm, I'm always excited to try something out with, uh, with the next one character. So, Well, if you enjoyed this... I was about to say super size episode. It really wasn't that much different from our normal episodes, though. It's uh, just because, well, yeah, <laughs> a different setup made it feel bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, if you enjoyed this type of crossover, and perhaps you want to talk about comics, or you have comics to recommend to us, even, uh, email allnew52podcast at gmail.com with those suggestions. Always welcome to uh, the feedback and to new comics. Yeah, let us know what your life story is. Don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want to read your baggage. See ya. <laughs> Bye.